at night being content with where they are and what they're doing. Mm. I don't know if there'd be any problems here. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think, you know, I think things would be a lot different. But I'm just fortunate to have that and to just smile and laugh and dance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wish that for a lot of people. I mean, I wish that for everybody. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I feel like I'm there now. Mm-hmm. So if you were to ask me, you know, what, what would you tell people? It's like, get to that spot, you know, yeah. get to that point. And I think, I mean, you know, you and I have had several conversations about everything. You know, we talk about everything, but like, there was something that was striking a few months back, um, you know, about living the dream and achieving the dream. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I had thought about it, you know, in that context where it's like, I would always kind of look around the room and say, hey, things are going so well. This is so weird, you know, like, I'm not complaining. It's just like, how did this happen? And uh, I, I think that conversation that we had a couple months back was just like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> maybe that's it, maybe, uh-huh. you know, there's, there are, you know, there are dreams that I've achieved, but there's also living the dream. Pre-show, Ari and I were enjoying a tasty dinner. Had we been might, you could have shared in the wealth of what Ari was sharing with me. One of our show mics was on, so I used that opening of our dinner conversation to open this, our seventh episode of the day, Seven Boys Became Men. These young men have grown, still growing, finding ways to cull out beautiful lives for themselves and for their families. And here we are, living the dream or tail between the legs. That's what we're exploring in this episode. In this series, we journeyed to two hills. Nate Mills took us to Flower Mound's Big Mama Hill. I took you to that extraordinary climb the hunk calls Dreamer's Hill. Whether those two hills are real or mere metaphors in this moment, let's Ari, you, and me pool our unique perspectives as seen from the positions each of us has standing on or off those two hills. And let's see if we can paint a meaningful mural representative of our theme, living the dream or tail between the legs. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkey, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! Um. 
Ari, you had mentioned a particular moment in college when a light bulb bling just just lit up. That moment about being alive. Turn it on for us. I remember a quote in, um, or I should say, I remember a quote from one of my leadership classes in college, and don't remember who it was said by, and or ex- the exact words that were used, but something along the lines. I was a CEO of this very valuable and successful company, uh, but it was something along the lines of um, her saying, you know, we don't need individuals to fill certain occupancies as far as careers or whatever. You know, we don't need a certain bus driver here and this and this and that. Her point was we need people to come alive. And we studied a lot of different people and there was a lot of different quotes throughout that semester in that class. But that was one that was striking for me just because once I read it, I said, yes, yes, hell yes, that's it. And of course, I don't remember the words, and that's not the point, but it's more a matter of somebody else believes in that, or somebody believes in that, and so do I. And from that point, or even before that point, I guess I should say that quote, there was a a bit of comfort that came along with knowing that, hey, there's a successful person out there that believes, hey, we need more and more people to come alive in whatever path that they choose. And so for me, I think I've always kind of been on that end of the spectrum, if you will, Um, you know, kind of fighting to, not fighting, but searching for whatever, you know, the next best thing for me is something that makes me come alive. So... Um, yeah, it, it, you know, there's people out there that, you know, are on the other end of the spectrum and not to say that it's right or wrong or any less valuable, uh, by any means, but for me, being able to recognize that and having, again, somebody else that's in very powerful and successful position, bring it to light, I said, cool, you got it. What is it about being alive that resonated with you so much in that moment? I mean, <clears throat> I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, you come across people throughout life, and you always will, that are, you know, maybe not alive. Uh, <laughs> and and I mean, that's, they're, they're living their life, and they're going, it's more going through the motions than any sort of appreciation. And with that comes, like, a bitterness and an emptiness and... and um, almost a sense of negativity, mm. right? If you take the opposite end of that, exactly what this young lady was, was talking about, if people come alive, you know it and you recognize it. And you may not understand it necessarily, mm-hmm. but you know that person, and I'm sure you can go through your Rolodex in your head now, mm-hmm. of the people that you come across on a daily basis, that once you walk away, you have that certain sense um you almost miss them. I mean, you do miss them when you're gone, but you want them around. There's a certain energy and synergy and, and a welcome, you know, a feeling of, of, of hospitality. There's just a warmth that comes along with people that are alive. And regardless of whatever sense it is, right, it doesn't have to be a, a certain profession or it doesn't have to be 
you know, it could be anything. But you know that whenever a person is alive, it's striking and it hits you in a certain sense. And if everybody can, again, go to bed maybe with that um, that sense of happiness or, you know, just resting their head at night and being maybe content with where they are and who they are and what they're doing with their life, then I think things would be a lot different mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why it was so striking for me. It's like, yeah, no, things can be better. They, and, they, and, they, and they can be, and they can always be better. But if you can get everybody to understand how they can be better, um, something as simple as that, something as simple as coming alive and making sure that you putting yourself in a spot to do just that mm -hmm. can change everything. <laughs> the spot where you are alive, where you feel alive. I like that. Here are three quick perspectives of this particular juncture. You might be the one in this moment with a great plan, a clear plan, a well-designed plan, and you have a set of measurable goals with achievable objectives that are sure to get you where you want to be. That's a good perspective. We've experienced it working along our journey. I'd say just get to it. Or you might be the one in this moment who wants to get where someone else has gone. You have confidence in that person and how that person got to where you are headed. And that person has left their footprints on the path. You have confidence in your ability to walk in those footsteps or to follow those footprints. That's a good perspective. We've experienced it working along our journey. So I'd say, step on it. Or, you might be the one in this moment who just wants to be alive and feel alive. For in that state, you have easy access to your full slate of potentials. That's when you are your optimal self. In that space, not some particular place, you're able to achieve your best and give of your best. In that space, you are lit. In that space, you can spot other lit spaces. You gravitate to them. That next light pulls you. You can hear the call into that light. And when you get there, you are alive. That's a good perspective. We've experienced it working along our journey. You know what I'd say. Yes, get into that light. Get to where you're alive. Just get to it. Oh, I must not fail to mention, no matter which of those shoes best fit your feet, for your journey up, down, or around the current hill, you will face detractors and distraction. Quite likely, doubt and doubters will dog you. That's par for the course. How you deal with those, tail between the legs or ears to the tilt, 
depends largely on how honestly you answer to yourself this question. Why are you at or on that hill? Yeah, there's a, a big difference uh, between achieving the dream and living the dream. And I'm coming to realize that I've been living the dream for a long time. I I think I can say safely I've been doing that. Um, and at the same time of che- achieving dreams along the way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's certain things and, and challenges and accomplishments that have come along, you know, the last couple of years um, that I can hang my hat on and say, cool, you know, that's basically chalk it up to achieving a dream. Mm-hmm. Um and even before then, I didn't necessarily know I was going to be going, you know, through those certain challenges or whatever they were. Um, and not that I, you know, not to make them any less valuable. It was just, um, for me, kind of rolling with the punches, if you will, and knowing, um, you know, regardless of that achievement, all those things are, are transient. Because there's always going to be something else that comes right. along oh, the way, yeah. and so, okay, cool. We'll use you know the, this beautiful story of my high school cross country team. It's like, yeah, we did it. We won a state title. There's no big letdown after that because instead of you know using that as um, not any sort of plateau, it, it was basically a stepping stone for the next mm-hmm. achievement. And I think that's the biggest difference between achieving the dream and living the dream it's um you know i'm 25 years old now and i have you know a couple of college degrees and i ran there at a&m corpus and i'm working in an industry that i love and with people that are just amazing (laughs) i mean some of the best people that i've ever you know that i've met um same kind of thing people that are alive Mm -hmm. that uh, that just love engaging and and being healthy and being fit, um, I have to pinch myself at times, and I do pinch myself at times. <laughs> Every, I mean, all these times uh, that I, you know, go to certain events or, or work certain things or, or meet certain people, but um, I, I walk away and I'm thinking, this better not be a damn dream, <laughs> because I, I would be so pissed if I wake up from something like this. Which I think, I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but. Um, no, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to to pinch yourself, you know, look around the room and appreciate everything that you have, and how you've gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this dream is going to take me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been good, and I know it's going to be, you know, continue to be good. Um, so yeah, I mean, just don't wake me up. I guess. <laughs> You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. The question of the week is this. Are you running walking or standing? What then is your view from where you are running, walking, or standing? Are you running, walking, or standing? What is your view 
from where you are running, walking, or standing. Living the dream or tail between the legs. So there they are, Big Mama Hill and Dreamer's Hill, at the top of which some discover the eagle, others discover the billy goat. We're scheduled to meet them both along this segment of our journey. You might already be ahead of us. Anyway, you're welcome to check out links on our websites if you'd like fleshed out details in our discussions or want to join in on any of our discussions or ride up and down these two hills, Big Mama Hill and Dreamer's Hill. You can also check us out at thejourney.riosports.com. That is thejourney.riosports.com. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. This is a time of reflection on joy, on hope, on peace, on love, on gratitude. It is always a good time for that exercise and that reflection. And here amongst us on the journey, we have a shared optimism. We're happy to spread our optimism. It is not a blind optimism. It is quite wide-eyed, in fact. You might have to pardon my boyish excitement. It is an optimism, at least from my vantage, born out of this privilege of observing brilliance at work, brilliance of young minds, hearts, wills, and passions that are excited of the very challenges which others merely bemoan or fear or use as whipping sticks to stir up wild frenzies, behind which I guess, I don't know, maybe I guess to hide. But these are excited to give it all a good go. That's what excites me. They're trying out solutions. Some of them even have a thing, you know, that thing which hasn't got a name yet, a thing intended to build up, to create, to reconcile, to lift, to transform. Mine is an optimism flourishing behind a shield against cantankerous noises, foul noises, I think, Uh, useless noises. It is an optimism born out of being engaged with those that are on the solution side of the equation. They change things. They are pushing us forward. They're pushing me forward. They're willing to be the change in order to see the change. I say it as a brilliant optimism biased by this view. These want to be the change because the change they seek is not the destruction of others. It's not the destruction of some. It is not a hell. It is a shared joy, a peace, a love, a hope, gratitude. And I am optimistic. Have a great season. See you next week. (laughs) 